Hey there, and welcome to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications, and it's a huge night in Wenatchee as the Wild have their season on the line. They trail the Vernon Vipers 3-1 in the best-of-seven interior finals and were just blank 3-0 in Game 4 Wednesday in Vernon. Wenatchee needs a win to maintain a pulse and send the series back to Vernon. Puck drop is 7.05 from Town Toyota Centre in Wenatchee. The rest of our guests on today's podcast are not in such dire straits as we catch up with two members of the Fred Page Cup Finals-bound Prince George Spruce Kings, and we also put the alumni spotlight on a Vernon Vipers alum who is enjoying a run to the NCAA Frozen Four with the University of Denver. One other piece of alumni news before we get to the interviews involves yet another NHL signing out of college as Andrew Shortridge, a former Vernon Vipers goalie, has inked with the San Jose Sharks after his junior season at Quinnipiac University. He's begun his pro career with the Sharks' AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. On with the podcast now as we head to Prince George and an interview with Spruce Kings captain Ben Poisson. Not only is he the team's leading playoff goal scorer and point getter, he authored the series-winning goal in overtime of Game 4 Tuesday in Victoria. As he told Jesse Adamson, the play unfolded after a puck recovery near center ice, and the captain took it from there. Went out in the neutral zone, and uh, they were regrouping the puck, and uh, we ended up forcing a turnover on the wall, and the puck was uh, just basically shot at me, and I, I grabbed it over the air, and just had a one-on-one with uh, one of their, their D-men there, and, uh, kind of used him as a screen for a shot, and it worked out for me. So this is your third season in the BCHL. Was that, um, is it safe to say that was the biggest goal that you've ever scored? Yeah, in any, any level I've played for sure, that's the biggest one. Uh, so your team has been pretty dominant so far in the postseason. You guys have only lost one game in three series before. Uh, you were a really good team in the regular season, but you seem to kind of take it to another level here in the playoffs. Um, how have you guys been able to do that? Yeah, I think everyone, everyone on our team is on the same mission and kind of wants the same goal. And, I mean, we've had guys step up for us huge, and that's, uh, that's been a big role. And, and then second would be uh, would be just all the preparation, all the video and everything we're, we're doing to be ready for, for whoever our opponent is. I mean, we're at the rink for, for an extra half hour, 45 minutes each day doing just watching video and just clips and figuring out the weaknesses and pretty much just everything about the other team. Uh, so you personally, you've been having a pretty outstanding playoffs. You're leading the team with 16 points. Um, your 10 goals are the second most in the league. Uh, what, what's been the key to your success so far uh, this postseason? Yeah, I think um, my line mates have been, they've been awesome. I think everything's, everything's clicking for us right now. And so, I mean, I owe a lot of that success to them. And I mean, a lot of, the, a lot of what's happened is kind of just, different roles. I mean, sometimes you're out there to, to be a shutdown player and kind of match the other team's better players, and then sometimes you're sent out to, to go play in the ozone. I mean, I think overall team success has been, has been awesome because of that. And yeah, we've been scoring a lot more as a team, too, than we were in the regular season, so I think, I think that's helping. So your building has been pretty full on most nights. Uh, the crowd seems to really be into it. Uh, what, what has that done for your team to have so much support from the home fans every night that you guys are playing at home? Yeah, I was actually talking to my physio uh, about that today, and we were just talking how, how if we were on other teams, how much we would hate coming up here to play. I mean, the rink's always full. It's loud. And, I mean, that helps us a 
us a lot, just having the crowd behind our back and just trying to do something to, to get them into it early. And it, It's hard to play in a, in a loud building, especially when everyone is basically cheering for you to, for you to mess up, basically. So, no, it's, uh, it's awesome having a, having a rink like this. Uh, so we were sp- speaking before we hit record here uh, how you were on the podcast in September. Um, the season was only a week old. Uh, thinking back to what your team was like then and what you guys are like now, how has the team changed or grown since the start of the season? Yeah, I, think, I mean, the team we have this year, I think all the guys is the closest team I've ever been on. Everyone everyone gets along and everyone's really tight. But, I mean, even then, we were starting to form more bonds. But, I mean, where we are now is... It's awesome. Everyone's everyone's so tight, and everyone is on kind of the, the same mission, like I said. So um, I guess it changed kind of that way. But I mean, we've we've kept basically the uh, the same roster. We've added a few guys, which have which have been huge for us too. Uh, so you were you were a big part of the team last year, but unfortunately, uh, you didn't get to play much in the playoffs. You were, you were injured after only a couple of games. You missed out on that that run to the league finals. How, just thinking back to then, how tough was it for you to not be able to to be a part of that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was real hard just sitting in the stands watching everything happen, not being able to to really make a difference out there. And so, I mean, this year when when we were able when I was able to play in the playoffs, I was I was super excited for that. And, I mean, it's been awesome so far. So even though you weren't able to play in the finals last year, you were around the team, and I know there's a lot of guys that were a part of the team last year that are still there. Uh, how has that loss in the finals motivated you this season, and more specifically throughout the, the, the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, last year we came up just a couple games short, and so I mean, that's done for a lot of guys and the coaches and the, the whole organization, basically. And so, I mean, everyone wanted that back, and everyone really wants to get that this year. And then just look into the other series going on. Uh, Vernon is up 3-1 on Wenatchee now after Game 4 on Wednesday. Uh, do you and your teammates watch the games to scout your opponents? Yeah, we usually uh, we usually go back and watch video. I mean, we usually are we're assigned stuff from the coaches just to watch and kind of report back to them on that. But, I mean, a lot of the guys just like watching, just like watching hockey, like watching the games to see what happens. And so I'm sure... I think their games tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of guys watching that, and maybe we'll get together and do something. Just kind of watch that. But no, I think we're we're really excited for that for that next round. And is it safe to say you're you're hoping for a game seven and for the series to go to the distance, so you you have been a bit of an advantage? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the longer it goes, it's better for us. It just means less stress for the team. But I mean, we're focused on. We're focused on more what we have to do. I mean, if it goes five here, six, that's all right, too. That's Prince George Spruce Kings captain Ben Poisson talking this week with Jesse Adamson. We stay in Prince George as we take a look now at the BCHL Player of the Week, and it's Prince George native and second-year Spruce Kings forward Corey Cunningham taking the nod. After recording just eight goals and 14 points in 47 regular season games, Cunningham now has four goals and nine points in just 13 playoff contests. His latest production included three goals and a helper in two games to help PG pass Victoria in the league semifinals. I had a chance to speak to Cunningham this week, and like many players of the week this season, he was quick to give a shout-out to his linemates for his recent offensive outburst. Yeah, um, Lucas Vanderboys and Nolan Welsh, uh, the hardest workers, I think, on the team. Uh, we just grind it down low, try to stay, have a solid board check, and uh, 
bucks of a net and the bounces went my way last weekend here up in PG. Yeah, was it uh, a nice, uh, you know, a little bit of a change for you? I mean, you're a guy that's chipped in a bit offensively this season, but you're still a pretty young guy on the team. I think everyone kind of, uh, you know, you caught everybody's eye with that that move you made on that goal against Victoria where you kind of dangled through the offensive zone and outweighted the goalie and wound up slipping at home uh, in front of the big crowd there. Is that something you feel like you can exhibit a little bit more and more as you as you gain confidence as more of a veteran player in the league? Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, emotions were flowing during that play. And I don't know, just the way that everything worked out, uh, every move that I pulled off there seemed to find a way to, I don't know, yeah, it was a it was a nice highlight. It's just uh, you know for a, for a guy like yourself that's maybe been in the bottom six of the the forward group and a guy that was on the team last year but didn't pile up a ton of points. Um, maybe a bit surprising to, for for others to see that skill from you. Maybe not so surprising for yourself uh, as a guy that maybe has been a point producer at lower levels coming up. Yeah, I think my teammates were pretty amazed when they saw that because they don't expect a guy like me to be pulling off those kind of moves. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Corey Cunningham, forward with the Prince George Spruce Kings and the BCHL Player of the Week. Corey, you're a native of Prince George. Uh, is it fair to say you grew up a fan of the Spruce Kings, wanting to be a Spruce King? I know there's you know, the Cougars in town as well, but uh, what was it like growing up in PG as a young hockey fan? PG, I went to a lot of Cougars games. I don't think the BCHL had as much exposure as anything else. Uh, WHL is like the main goal for me, but Adam took me on the team at a very young age, and I wasn't getting the opportunity that I thought I would at the WHL, and I don't regret any of it at all now. What's it been like around town? Obviously, you've got a lot of friends and family that must be coming out to a lot of games. What's uh, the feedback you've been getting or the, the feeling you get of the buzz around town playing for your hometown team? Oh, it's super exciting. Uh, the fans, they, they love our team. Like They're so into it each and every game, whether it's a playoff game or just a regular season. Each game is it's the world to them. So I'm happy that I'm playing in my hometown and that I get to be a part of it. Now, you're in the midst of, uh, you know, obviously you've taken care of your last two opponents in the minimum number of games, a sweep of Chilliwack and a sweep of Victoria. You know, the downtime didn't seem to affect you at the start of the series against Victoria. You guys didn't seem to be rusty at all after having a similar amount of time off, uh, you know, after you finished off Chilliwack. Um, what what can the days off do for a team in the playoffs? Obviously, you know, people have bumps and bruises. Is, is the ability to recover from that the most important thing or, you know, and also, what do you have to guard against with so much downtime? Well, obviously, having a little downtime, you get the injuries uh, worked out, and uh, we practice each and every week, actually, and we, we don't stay rusty. We're always on the ice. It's huge uh, getting to go up against our teammates because I feel like we're one of the best teams in the league, so I know that I'm getting better each and every day going on the ice with those guys. And everybody just gives it their all, and I think that's why we're a huge competitor in this league.
Yeah, one of the things that I think really contributes to that, and you know, I've been around a couple of your guys' games in the postseason here, and just you know, hearing the chatter in the rink, scouts watching the games and whatnot, a lot of them say, you know, Prince George has the absolute best uh, blue line in all of Junior A hockey, probably. When you think about, you know, guys like Leighton Ahak and Nick Bochin, they're so talented. And you also have Dylan Anhorn, Liam Watson, Braun, Jay Karanen. I'm missing somebody there. I guess Max Coyle. I think that's your whole blue line. Now, what what do those guys offer you guys as a team allow you to allow you to do that most teams just can't uh, each defender has a role on our team i think leighton and they have leighton and uh nick boken they uh provide the offensive aspect of it but each like every night's different we still got guys that step up max coils on our second line power play he puts goals in the net and watson braun does too but i think Watson Braun, physically, he's 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 the toughest guy to practice against. Uh, he's always got a good gap, and he 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 will put you through the wall. Like he's a great. <laughs> and uh, Karana, really solid defenseman. This uh, last week in practice, I said to him, I was like, "You got the best the best stick in the league. I can't get around you." Right. It was just it's crazy. Like I couldn't do anything. Well, it's not a bad... Then, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Dylan Anhorn, obviously, probably my best friend on the team. Me and him have had a couple chats, and we've we've had a couple of dates together. We've watched a couple of the other games that go on while we were on our little break there. Offensively, he's so talented, and he knows which areas the puck's going to be and when to call for the puck. Uh, it's, it's just it's crazy. I, I love him so much. He's a great guy. What uh, what is the the feeling like on the team this year? Obviously, you guys had a really strong club, club last year, made it to the league finals against Wenatchee. You seem to be, I mean, you've only lost one game in the playoffs here uh, so far. What uh, what is the feeling like compared to last year in terms of what you guys are capable of? Uh, honestly, the same same thing as last year. We just grind down every game. We got that on our t-shirts at the rink, our drag fits. Just grind the other team down. And this year, I think defensively, as you're saying, like our decor, it's unbelievable. We've limited the other team's chances. And uh, I just don't think we've given them as much as we did last year, as we did have a good decor. But I think this year's decor is even better than last year's. That's BCHL Player of the Week, Prince George Spruce Kings forward Corey Cunningham. One more segment to go on the podcast, but first, we take a quick break. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. My piggy bank wants to do it again. Of course he does. Subway's new $4 Mighty Melts are the best. Like the 100% Canadian seasoned turkey with melted cheesiness on a toasted ciabatta bun for just $4. I'm so full of savings, my human's going to need another piggy bank. I hope it's a lady piggy. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras, plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Get yourself a $4 Mighty Melt at Subway today! Welcome back to the podcast as we go now to the alumni ranks and put the spotlight on Vernon Vipers graduate Brett Stapley, who is poised to make an appearance at the NCAA Frozen Four next weekend in Buffalo, New York. Drafted by the Montreal Canadiens out of Vernon last June, Stapley has enjoyed a nice freshman season with the Pioneers and has helped keep the program's tradition alive 
as they've now made it to their third Frozen Four since 2016. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a history here, and uh, we're fortunate enough to be going back again to the Frozen Four this year. So uh, we're definitely pretty excited about that. Uh, tell me about the the first weekend. Obviously, you go from 16 teams down to four in the course of one weekend. Um, you got through your first game, and then you ran into an AIC team that looked like it might have a little bit of uh, sort of Cinderella magic to it. They got by the number one overall seed. What was your guys' approach to a team like AIC that you maybe weren't counting on facing in uh, in your second game? Yeah, um, yeah, we played Ohio State there, and uh, obviously AIC upset. Cloud, but um, that was that was a bit surprising. So we just had to prepare for them, just like any other team. And we knew they were um, they were a confident team after being the number one seed there. And uh, they're a really hardworking team. They have an incredible reload, and you got to give them credit. So um, we just tried to prepare for them the same as any other game. And um, fortunate enough, it worked out for us. So. We're talking with Brett Stapley from the University of Denver. Um, you know, again, on those first two games, you guys have uh, obviously won both of them and have not allowed a goal in the tournament so far, a 2 nothing win and a 3 nothing win. How do you explain that? Well, first of all, we got two unbelievable goalies that, uh, you know, our coach is definitely comfortable with uh, playing either of them. And Phil Larson played outstanding for us uh, in the regional of Aaron Fargo. Um, two shutouts back to back, you know, that doesn't happen often, but um, I also think we're just uh, playing really, really good defense right now, paying attention to the details and um, everything, uh, you know, uh, staying on the defensive side of the puck and all that, so um, got to give a lot of credit to our goalies, though. I wanted to ask you about your game a little bit. There was a, a section of games, I think six, not too long ago that you were out of the lineup. I'm not sure if it was an injury situation. Maybe you could update us on what happened there and how you feel about where your game is personally right now. Yeah, um, obviously there's a lot of ups and downs in the season and uh, I was injured there for the second time this year. But um, it's great to be back and, and healthy again and, and back in the lineup. And um, I think with last weekend and just with the success that our team's having as of late, uh, that's given me a lot of confidence and I've been able to find my game again. So, um, yeah, it's great to be healthy again and uh, we're just looking forward to keeping the momentum going again this week, or next week in, in, in Buffalo. Talking with Brett Stapley, a uh, bit of an unusual quirk in the schedule around the way the Frozen Four sets up in that you, you get yourself to the Frozen Four, but then you wind up having, it's, I don't know, 10 or 11 days off here between uh, when your last game is going to be in your, your semifinal matchup against UMass. How much of a challenge does that present, and uh, where's, where's your, your coaching staff and your, your teammates' mindset with this you know, bit of time on your hands right now? less of a challenge and more of an advantage. Uh, it gives us more time to practice and, and uh, work on some parts of our game and also our coaches some time to, you know, find some video and pick out that our team for us. So um, this time is actually pretty beneficial for us. So we'll, we'll get a, a few more practices in before being uh, UMass in the semifinal and a few more video sessions. So that's uh, 
that's just better for us. I guess you're learning a lot about UMass. That's who you're going to be facing in the national semifinal. I, I think for that program, it's the first time they've been to the Frozen Four. They've not traditionally been a real powerhouse in college hockey, but they've got a player like Kale McCarr, fourth overall NHL draft pick on the back end, an Alberta Junior Hockey League product, played for Brooks. Um, I imagine you've seen a fair amount of film on him. Uh, what is your take on the challenge UMass presents? Yeah, we know they're a strong team. Obviously, uh, they're going really well right now, uh, making it to the Frozen Four. Um, and, yeah, definitely we got to watch out for Makar. He's a hell of a player. So, um, yeah, we'll just continue to scout their team out and uh, make sure we're on top of our game and absolutely prepare the best we can for the semifinals next Thursday. Obviously a lot going on in uh, college hockey and certainly for your program right now it's a busy time, an exciting time. I'm wondering in the midst of all that, have you had a chance to check out what uh, the old Vernon Vipers have been up to lately? Yeah, definitely. I've been keeping tabs on them all year. Um, it's nice to see them up against the one on That's for sure. Uh, hopefully they can, they can squeeze out game number four there and or game number five in Wenatchee. Uh, I think that's Friday night. So, yeah, room for them for sure. Jim from Denver. Maybe we could finish up with a little bit more BCHL chatter. A uh, couple of the leading scorers on your on your team, Liam Finley, who's also a former Vernon Viper, Jared Lukosavicius, who played in Powell River. I think they're two of the top three or four scorers for you guys. What have they meant to uh, to Denver this season? Oh, they've, they've meant a lot. They've been absolutely huge parts of our team this year. Um, Spain is having a great season, a breakout season. Uh, and Lucas is one of our seniors who's, you know, kind of paved the path for all of us. And uh, he continues to show up in, in big moments and big games. So, you know, you can't ask for much more from those guys. And it, it's good to be playing online with Finley again, um, just like uh, we did in Berlin. So I think that that left us with a bit of, bit of chemistry and, uh, that's Vernon Vipers along Brett Stapley talking to us this week from the University of Denver. And that will do it for the podcast this week. For all the latest from the BCHL, check the league website and follow us on social at GoBCHL. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.